This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Well, howdy, y'all. This here's the Colonel. Y'all know which Colonel. I can't say my name or identify my restaurant chain on account of I don't want to get sued. But you know, you know. Anyway, the holidays are fast approaching and I've got a new woke way to celebrate. Our new fake chicken nuggets made from 100% recycled tofu and garden waste is sure to be a hit at your next woke gathering. I can see it now. Our 51 herbs and spices are just about enough to make this new fake chicken taste tasty enough to choke it down with a nice herbal chai tea. We need 51 herbs and spices on account of how bland tofu and garden waste actually is. <laughs> and our diverse staff of most Mostly minority employees are working hard at minimum wage to cook up this new woke product so that gender benders, Democratic Party politicians, and the news media will simply stop calling me a racist for selling fried chicken all these years. Heck, it isn't like we were serving collard greens and watermelons along with our extra crispy chicken. Well, I've got to go. Some silly subpoena to appear in a kangaroo court in a Democrat-run Banana Republic city has me in the courthouse more these days than in my restaurants. Enjoy your lunch, you people. <laughs> Yes, indeed, boys and girls, it is once again Friday, the final Friday in the month of September 2023. It's the 29th day of September. Fall is in the air in most of the United States, except for the extreme southeast. So we're dealing with another 90-degree day and no rain here in and around the New Orleans area. I've been speaking a lot about the failings, the feebleness, the mental instability of Joe Biden. And the reason I'm doing it is because the mainstream, leftist, progressive, woke, liberal press refuses to do so. I've got a little treat for you today. It is your president, gropey, mopey, dopey, get off my lawn, Joe Biden, getting heckled by climate protesters in Arizona. According to Paul Withers in the Daily Express U.S. publication, Joe Biden snaps at heckler and says he will meet him immediately after the speech. I'll meet you outside. Cash me outside, Joe Biden? This is 44 seconds from end to end. Take a listen. Why don't you wait after, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'll be happy to meet with you after I speak, okay? I tell you what, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this, okay? And of course, he would not meet with the man immediately afterwards, but you can sure bet that the climate protester was going to be met by the Secret Service. How dare you heckle Joe Biden? How dare a member of the public that Joe Biden swore to serve? How dare that person question Joe Biden as to why he hasn't declared a climate emergency if there is a climate emergency? The bizarre moment when Joe Biden snapped at an interrupting climate heckler to shush up before telling him he will meet him immediately after his speech may have sounded like the president trying to appease the guy. Look, look, you shut the hell up and I'll meet you outside. Or... What most people will say is, hey, the man, Mr. Biden, was just saying, hey, 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 hush, hey, let me finish my thing here, and then I'll be glad to meet with you afterwards. We can sit down and have a lively discussion, citizen to president. Now, how often, honestly, in your life has this 
ever, ever happened. You can't even get a city councilman to meet with you after a meeting if you dare to heckle them. The events took a dramatic turn when the climate change protester, who identified himself as Kai Newkirk, began demanding the president declare a national emergency on the climate crisis. Gropey Joe Biden, away from his basement more than a couple of miles, was actually in Arizona speaking at an event on Thursday where he gave remarks about protecting democracy and honoring the late Senator John McCain. Newkirk is the founder and president of a group called For All. He was seen in the video interrupting the 80-year-old feeble-minded Biden in Arizona yelling, quote, why have you yet to declare a climate emergency? Hundreds of Arizonans have died. We need you to use your full powers to confront this crisis and keep your promise. Keep your promise. No new drilling. Why have you yet to declare a climate emergency? The protester was then confronted by security and dragged from the room. He shouts on his way out, not practically, but actually, we need your leadership. We need your leadership. Now, as this guy's being dragged out of the room in violation of his First Amendment right to redress his government, his First Amendment right to assemble, his First Amendment right to free speech, and his First Amendment right to freedom of the press, because for all claims to be a member of the press, Biden says, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this. And of course, then the nut job Democrat woke progressive liberals in the room at the Tempe Center for the Arts began to applaud. Following the initial interaction with the president, Newark, Newkirk, Newark, they say Newkirk at the top and then they call him Newark at the bottom. So I'm not sure which one it is. After the interaction with the president, this protester said in a statement, quote, I couldn't hear President Biden's offer to meet as folks yelled at me. But I would gladly have accepted and still do if the offer stands. I ask him to honor his offer to meet with me and with climate scientists and frontline leaders calling on him to use his full powers to confront what he himself calls an existential threat. Let me tell you folks, number one, I do not support this whole climate change, global warming, global ice age lie that is being foisted upon the American people. I've said it for years here and for decades prior to this program's airing, that our climate in the United States is far, far cleaner than it was when I was a child of the 1960s and 1970s and a teenager of the 1970s and 1980s and a young adult of the 1980s and 1990s and now as a seasoned citizen of the United States here at 60. When I was a kid, Garbage trucks and city buses belched giant plumes of black smoke into the air every time they pressed the accelerator pedal. We used to burn our garbage. The garbage trucks would line up and dump household garbage and God knows what else, paint cans, car batteries, whatever, into the garbage cans. They'd get picked up by the garbage trucks, dumped into an incinerator site where they were shoveled into a giant furnace and black brown, gray, green, yellow smoke would come billowing out, filling the air with pollution. Back then, we had all sorts of chemical pollution in our air, our water, and right on our lands. But we, the American people, saw this as a problem, and we cleaned up our environment. You can ride behind a diesel truck now and never see a puff of smoke. 
You could park your own car in your garage and leave the engine running for hours and you might get a headache. You're certainly not going to die because of the pollution controls we have put in place. Our factories, our industries are regulated, heavily regulated with air scrubbers and air monitors and all sorts of pollution control devices. We are not the filthy existential climate threat that these nut jobs are making us out to be. We are thousands of times cleaner now than we were just 40 years ago. We are hundreds of times cleaner now than we were just 20 years ago. But I support the heckler's rights under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. He had the right to assemble in that hall. He had the right to redress his government right there to the top, Joe Biden, supposedly the president. He had the right to free speech. He had the right to freedom of the press. But yet they dragged him out of the room and we don't know what happened to him afterwards. Joe Biden, I'll meet you outside. But that still hasn't happened. And do you honestly think it will? Speaking of our environment, the U.S. oil prices have skyrocketed to record highs as Bidenomics continues to fail Americans. An economy warning has been issued over the shrinking stockpile of oil and gasoline supplies. According to the GB News Network, Oliver Trapnell says U.S. oil prices skyrocketed to the highest levels this year after the stockpiles at the country's largest hub of storage fell to near operational minimums. In other words, there ain't no oil in the tanks right now. West Texas intermediate crude surged to over $95 per barrel on Thursday, the highest level since August of 2022 at the height of Joe Biden's record-setting inflation. Stockpiles of oil fell below 22 million barrels at the Cushing, Oklahoma, the hub considered the benchmark that measures U.S. oil prices. Inventories are reported to have fallen in most regions with the Cushing tanks operating at or below 25% capacity. And Joe Biden and his buddies in the Green Energy Scam Lie Coalition are sitting back wringing their hands thinking, we're doing it, we're getting rid of oil. If no new drilling is encouraged, you're going to see more pressure upwards on prices. This is the common sense supply and demand model. If Biden thinks by raising oil and gasoline prices that people are going to just rush out and buy those nasty little electric vehicles, he's got another thing coming. Higher crude oil prices affect prices at the pump. It could be a hammer blow to the Federal Reserve's feeble efforts to curb inflation by raising interest rates over and over again because Joe Biden, Bidenomics, and his war on domestic energy production, exploration, drilling, the whole bit, he declared war on day one two and three quarters years ago. And it is he and his policies that are forcing the price at the pump to go higher and higher. The Fed says they're claiming to be aiming for a soft landing. As in other words, they're trying not to raise interest rates any further. Interest rates have been raised 11 times in the last year in an attempt to drive down prices. But inflation continues under the Bidenomics economic model. The entire economy is being adversely affected by Joe Biden's policies. You and I, regular American citizens, will feel the pain at the pump, the price increase on everything, because think about it. If it costs more for a delivery truck to fill up, then they're going to charge more to deliver every single good or service to you. 
Therefore, the prices of those goods and services will have to go up. We had our annual service call for our central air conditioning and heating system here at Studio 63 on Tuesday. And I had to argue with these people. They wanted to put a $7 fuel surcharge on my bill. I let them know this one instance, they will not get the $7 surcharge, but if they insist on charging it, I will no longer use them. I will switch companies and they'll lose out on the multi-year maintenance and service and eventual replacement business that I would otherwise give them. They removed the $7. You see, Joe Biden's Bidenomics can't simply be passed down the line as another surcharge on your next meal, on your next car repair, on your next home repair. We have to stand up to this tyrannical rule and the destruction of our American economy by Joe Biden. Buzzing through some of the other headlines, U.S. oil prices skyrocket. We just talked about that, but this is from a different source. Daily Mail writes, bombshell texts reveal Biden met with Hunter's Chinese partner in 2017. Joe Biden met a Chinese government-backed oil baron in business with his son at that man's $59 million New York penthouse, according to a bombshell series of texts. Hunter Biden texted his business partners at the Chinese oil giant CEFC that Joe Biden would be joining them for a meeting in August of 2017. My uncle will be here with his brother, who would like to say hello to the chairman, Hunter Biden wrote. Of course, his uncle is James Biden. He has no other uncle. And his uncle's brother would be who? Joseph Robinette Biden, the big guy. Now, this isn't some made-up thing. This is the actual texts from Hunter Biden's cell phone, thanks to government subpoenas that he actually, I'm surprised, that he actually allegedly complied with. Hunter Biden wrote these texts referring to CEFC Chairman Yi Jianming, who brought, uh, bought a four-bedroom, 5,278-square-foot top-floor apartment at the highly coveted 15 Central Park West location in May of 2017. Hunter writing the word BROTHER in all capital letters suggests that he was talking about the big guy, Joe Biden. The CEFC executive, Mr. Gongwin Kevin Dong, replied in the August 27th WhatsApp conversation with Hunter, quote, the chairman invited you to his new home in NYC, 15 Central Park West, so please give me location and time. Jim's brother, in capital letters, if he is coming, just wants to say hello. He will not be stopping for lunch, Hunter wrote back. All those code words. The texts were revealed in disclosures by the IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler to the White House Ways and Means Committee, published on Wednesday. They were brought up again Thursday morning in the first Joe Biden impeachment hearing amongst a litany of other texts and documents, many revealed by multiple media outlets, showing evidence of the president's potential involvement with Hunter Biden's shady overseas business deals. Another telling text message this year came in May that was sent by Joe's brother Jim to Hunter Biden in 2018. On that day, emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop show he was finalizing a contract to become Yee's lawyer for a million dollar upfront payment. It was never made clear what services Hunter would provide in that odd arrangement in which Hunter would legally represent a man who he was already a business partner with. 
That meeting appears to have gone well. Jim Biden wrote in an email to Hunter the next day, let's go through the list of to-dos before you take off, Kevin, etc. Great day yesterday. We're on our way. My friends, it is becoming more and more clear. And I think that the Biden administration and especially the Democratic political party wants to stonewall and kick this can down the road until after the election. They want to make damn sure they can get some Democrat into the White House, even if it means reelecting feeble-minded mental patient Joe Biden and then having him step down six weeks in. I've warned you about this. And when it comes true, I just want to let you guys know I told you so. Benzinga Neuro, the publication, has an article entitled Key Biden Aides and a Cabinet Member Questioned in the Classified Probe by the Special Counsel. Joe Biden's senior aides are currently undergoing questioning by Special Counsel Robert Herr in an investigation into the appearance of those classified documents at the president's think tank, in his garage, in his private residence, in his personal library, while he was vice president and after. The inquiry has been going on for nine months, but we haven't heard very much about it now, have we? Because the lamestream press refuses to report on anything negative about Biden. That inquiry, going on for nine months, is centered on the president's handling and possession of classified documents that were discovered in multiple locations. The investigation is now climbed up and is reaching high-ranking White House and cabinet officials. Among those questioned include Steve Reschetti, a key White House aide, Jake Sullivan, A. Blinken, that's Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, former Chief of Staff for Mr. Biden, Ron Klain, and Mr. Michael Carpenter, all who hold significant positions in the current administration. The focus is on whether President Biden and his aides conformed to security protocols in dealing with these documents. My question is just this. Why did he get three weeks to try and clean out all of his mess when Mr. Trump's place was raided in the darkness of night, in the cover of night? It is a double standard. What can I say? Daily Mail writes, Joe Biden confuses his dates, saying he met with world leaders in England and Brussels after his inauguration in January 2021, when the G7 and NATO summit were on different days. Biden fumbled on the dates he allegedly met with world leaders in a speech honoring John McCain as he took a blistering swipe at former President Donald Trump. This latest gaffe comes after an abundance of screw-ups when delivering speeches in public, and this time focused on his inauguration, the G7 summit, and NATO 2021. Of course, it came ahead of a direct condemnation of Mr. Donald Trump with whom Mr. Biden accuses of inciting violence and seeking unfettered power and plotting to undermine the Constitution. Joe Biden, who attempts every single day to undermine the Constitution, especially conservative thought processes like the Truth Hurts program, by attempting to censor us through social media platforms, is an enemy of our nation and an enemy to our Constitution. But during a speech in Arizona, celebrating a library to be built honoring his friend, the half-hearted rhino, John McCain, Biden issued a warning about the future of democracy. As he did, he began by applauding his ascent to the presidency, claiming America is back after he was elected supposedly in November of 2020, but continuing the lie that a looming threat approaches, and that threat, of course, Mr. Donald Trump. 
Now here's what the clown Joe Biden said. First meeting I attended G7, seven wealthiest nations world, Europe, NATO meeting. I sat down, it was February, Feb, Jan, January, after being elected, so late uh, January, no, uh, early February, and, and it was in England. I sat down, I said, America's back. Macron looked at me and said, Mr. President, for how long? For how long? Here's the problem. Biden was elected November 3rd of 2020. He was inaugurated January 20th, 2021. He received a call from then Secretary General of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, on January 26, 2021. He flew to the G7 summit in Brussels in June of 2021, and then a day later attended the NATO summit in Cornwall, England on June 14th. Despite his attempts to deliver a rousing speech, Republicans were correct in jumping on these latest gaffes quickly, snipping it plastering it across the internet. He continued the lies, saying, and then the Chancellor of Germany said, Mr. President, what do you think if you picked up a paper tomorrow in the London Times that said a thousand people broke down the doors of Parliament, marched and killed two bobbies in order to overthrow an election of the new Prime Minister? What would you think then? What would America think? What would we think? None of that happened, by the way. No policemen were killed in the January 6th protests that called into question rightfully so, under Americans' right to question their government. The only person killed that day, I know, bring out the violin, Ashley Babbitt, unarmed white woman, killed by a cowardly black cop. You've heard it all before, and I'm gonna keep saying it until this clown cop is brought to justice, but that'll never happen. Biden then tried to say that the January 6th so-called insurrection is the reason that people are divided in this country. He says, there's some dangers happening in America right now. It's an extremist movement. It's not shared a base beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. My God. He has nothing. He has no positives to run on. None whatsoever. He has not accomplished a single positive thing since taking office. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Inflation. Recession. Crime wave. Border crisis. International relations follies handing over Afghanistan to the Taliban, a money laundering operation called the war in Ukraine, the Biden document scandal, the Biden crime family and their influence peddling money laundering scheme in the Ukraine with Russian oligarchs, with Chinese business partners. His total lack of focus, coherency, and mental fitness. Shall I say more? Shall I go into his destruction of the domestic energy industry in the country? How about his degradation of our United States military strength? The depletion of the strategic petroleum reserves? How about the fact that he wants people to actually believe there are more than two genders? How about a guy who claims to be a devout Catholic openly supporting the murder of innocent, indefensible human beings in the womb? What about the fentanyl drug overdose crisis. He said he was going to take on the gun crisis. More mass shootings under his presidency than in the last 10 years combined. Oh, let's talk about his party and his call to defund the cops and then change their mind. What about the mostly peaceful protests that actually resorted in people dying, cops being injured, property being destroyed? I could go on and on, folks. There are not enough hours in a day. Sorry, friends, get a little choked up there thinking about 
how bad this nation has become. Democrats are turning on their own party as it becomes further and further radicalized. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson confirmed that he's leaving the Democrat Party and becoming a Republican. Johnson says Democratic policies are responsible for destroying major cities around the country. Dallas-Fort Worth rates as the country's fourth largest metropolitan area and the ninth largest city. And this Blafrican-American 13% hyphenated minority man has gotten enough intelligence and enough disgust with Joe Biden and the liberal progressive woke Democrats that he's switching parties. He says, quote, I don't believe I can stay on the sidelines any longer. I've always tried to be honest and say what I think is right for my city. The future of America's great urban centers depends on the willingness of the nation's mayors to champion law and order and practice fiscal conservatism. His career in elected office will end in 2027. He says he will be voting Republican in the next primary. He says, I will leave office as a Republican. Our cities desperately need the genuine commitment to these principles, as opposed to the inconsistent, poll-driven commitment of many Democrats that has long been a defining characteristic of the GOP. With my change in party affiliation, I recognize that the number of Republican mayors leading the nation's 10 largest cities has now increased from zero to one. This is hardly a red wave, but it is clear that the nation and its cities have reached a time for choosing. The overwhelming majority of Americans who call our cities home deserve to have real choices, not progressive echo chambers at City Hall. Mayors and other elected officials have failed to make public safety a priority or to exercise fiscal restraint. Most of these local leaders are proud Democrats who view cities as laboratories for liberalism rather than as havens for opportunity and free enterprise. Too often, local tax dollars are spent on policies that exacerbate homelessness, coddle criminals, and make it harder for ordinary people to make a living. And too many local Democrats insist on virtue signaling, proposing half-baked government programs that aim to solve every social single societal ill and find ways to thumb their noses at Republicans at the state or federal level. Enough. This makes for good headlines, but not for safer, stronger, more vibrant cities. When my political hero Theodore Roosevelt was born, only 20% of Americans lived in urban areas. By the time he was elected president, that share had doubled to 40%, and today it stands at 80%. As America's cities go, so goes America. Johnson continued, Alone among America's 10 most populous cities, Dallas has brought violent crime down in every major category, including murder, year over year for the past two years. In a recent Gallup poll asking Americans to rate the safety of major cities, Dallas came out on top. After these wins for the people of Dallas, and after securing 98.7% of the vote in my re-election campaign this year, I have no intention of changing my approach to my job, but today, I am changing my party affiliation. Congratulations to this mayor, Mayor Eric Johnson of Dallas, Texas, wising up and very eloquently stating the things we all know to be true. Well, my friends, it is Friday. I hope you guys go out and have a wonderful weekend, but the clock, she is a ticking, and we have run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. 
She's a 20-year-old single mother of five with kids from five different men in a two-bedroom apartment behind the liquor store. He's a 45-year-old crack addict with an 18-year-old girlfriend. She rides the bus, he rides a moped. They're a redneck couple living in a house with wheels on it and expired license plate. Between them, they have all six of their teeth, and they're all rotten. What do these people have in common? Why, they're white trash! and they read White Trash Weekly magazine. White Trash Weekly is an internet publication that highlights the lifestyle that is White Trash America. In this week's edition, we'll highlight the subtle nuances of how to get on welfare, food stamps, and other social programs that you thought were only available for minorities. We'll look into the five best ways of concealing drug paraphernalia and how to disguise your crack rocks to resemble bar soap. The funny thing is, White Trash usually doesn't bathe. This week's edition features Ebonics language training for white folks and the 50 most common tattoo styles for tramp stamps and facial teardrops. We'll explore prostitution 101 as a way to make extra money and the best way to hang old sneakers from the power lines without getting electrocuted. White Trash Weekly magazine is available online or in print at the public library, gun stores, and truck stops everywhere. Opinions expressed on this program are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended but we retract nothing. If you like what you hear please tell a friend, co-worker, family member or someone with whom you disagree. If you don't like what you hear then perhaps you should find another podcast, because we speak the truth here on the Truth Hurts program. Copyright 2023 The Truth Hurts Program Network All Rights Reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.